One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a great malicious compliance story turning a threat into an opportunity. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, work within the time frames? Yes, sir. Back in the before years of 2009, I was an enlisted clerk in the Air Force. I was working in the unit's orderly room slash mail room, the main administrative area, as the only full-time worker and the temporary supervisor. I generally got along with everyone, and if you were polite, I would go above and beyond to help you. One day, an officer, middle management in this part of the organization, got cranky at me because a document he wanted was late. It was late getting to him because his boss took ages to sign it. It was well within the actual deadlines, but not within the time frame these documents usually take. He confronted me in the open planned office saying, What the heck were you doing all this time? Obviously this is time sensitive. Are you really that crap at your job that you can't get things done in their time frames? I apologized, started to point out who the document was with, only to be cut off. Just get things done on time. Don't be so freaking stupid, you bleeping bleep. As an aside, I was only publicly out for about six months at that time and the bleeps were extremely homophobic. I was still in the phase of trying to prove that I was a strong, independent person who didn't need no HR to fight my battles. If this happened today, I would report him and watch him drown in HR BS. At this point, the entire floor was rather quiet. I apologized again and said, Don't worry, sir. It won't happen again. You see, one thing he didn't know is that I was usually getting everything done weeks, if not months, faster than the actual deadlines. Another thing he didn't know is just how petty and malicious I can be, especially when insulted. So I made sure that everything going to squadron leader bleeping bleep, as he'll be called from here, was done exactly to the time frames they need to be processed in. What this effectively did was make sure that absolutely no paperwork made its way to his desk for the next few weeks. He did come around every now and then to check in on some paperwork, and I always said the same thing. I'm tracking the progress of that and it has X number of weeks left to be processed. As such, it's not a priority right now. Another quick aside, my boss knew what happened and was fully on board with what I was doing. At one point when I was out on the mail run delivering paperwork to all his co-workers, I overheard this snippet of a conversation. Nice officer said, Man, your work has been rather quiet lately. What's happening? Squadron leader bleeping bleep said, I don't know. Every time I follow up, he just says that it's not a priority right now. Nice officer says, Wait, really? But OP gets things done instantly. Oh wait, you were talking to OP a couple of weeks ago. Squadron leader bleeping bleep says, Well... Nice officer says, oh man, you done freaked up. Unfortunately, I had to move on at this point, so I couldn't overhear anymore. About a week after that, squadron leader bleeping bleep came around to follow up on something else and I gave him the usual response. He then did something I wasn't expecting. He apologized to me. He said that he was sorry for how he treated me and had realized that he might have been out of line. At this point, I said, apology accepted. But before you go, and started pulling out paperwork from my tray, handing it to him one at a time, this is all good to go, you just need to sign. This needs a decision and sent to either A or B, depending on the choice. This needs... well, you get the idea. His eyes went wide upon seeing the stack of paperwork. 
The last thing he didn't realize about me, I take my job seriously. Just because he was being a jerk didn't mean I was going to make the rest of the office suffer. I had several officers, higher up on the ladder than the squadron leader bleeping bleep, come and congratulate me throughout the rest of the week for how I handled the situation. Apparently everyone heard what he said, and they were all willing to back me up with HR if I went that way. They were even more willing to throw squadron leader bleeping bleep out of the metaphorical plane without a parachute when they realized what I was actually doing. The fallout, if you can call it that, squadron leader bleeping bleep treated me exceptionally nicely after that. Even though I wasn't a fan of him for the rest of the time I knew him, as did all the officers in the office, including the new staff. The incident did help my reputation for years afterwards and opened up a few doors, which eventually led me to meeting my husband, so I guess I came out the winner in the end. I just don't understand why this boss, in this position where all they have to really do is sign and file some paperwork or some very basic things, if all they had to do was almost certainly a less than 5 minute task, why they wouldn't be like elated that it's being done weeks in advance. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, don't threaten me with a good time. A lot of lawyers are making the news with their bad decisions, which reminded me of a story I hope you enjoy. I had an appearance for a pre-trial hearing in a small town court. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. This hearing went okay for my client. The other attorney, opposing counsel or OC, did not react strongly, positively, or negatively, which made sense, because the decision was basically a 60-40 split of what we were disputing. Neither of us were a big winner or loser. His demeanor changed drastically after the judge dismissed us, 
In the hallway, he stomped up to me while I was discussing next steps with my client and said we needed to talk. I said something along the lines of, as soon as I'm done with client, OC huffed off and I finished my talk. To set the stage for this next part, I am almost exactly average for height or weight. Opposing counsel was probably 4-ish inches taller, 60-ish pounds heavier, and 30-ish years my senior. Imagine a big belly, drinker's nose, and some flop sweat if he saw the elevator was out of service. So I say goodbye to client and walked over. Without any small talk, he gave me something close to, you think you can just walk in here and act like that? This was confusing because nothing really went great or terrible for me or him. So I said something like, act like what? This really set him off and I pinky swear I was not trying to antagonize him with that question. OC then says verbatim, You better hope I never see you outside this court because I will kick the crap out of you. What he did not know was that I really enjoy fighting. After seeing the Power Rangers punch those clay soldiers, I begged my parents for karate classes. After that was judo in high school, BJJ in college, and an attempt to fight in the UFC after college. I thought I was tough right up until actual professionals hit me. Then I thought, wow, I'm actually a huge wimp and went for a graduate degree. So I told opposing counsel, sounds good. We need to sign some forms first though. Here's my availability. Let's find a time and meet at this gym. Do you want boxing or grappling gloves? I thought for sure he would make up an excuse, but he agreed. So we set up a time and everything. The small town court gossip mill did its thing, and a couple of court staff showed up to watch the fight. In an anticlimactic turn of events, Opposing counsel was a no-call, no-show. Next time opposing counsel and I appeared before the judge, who did not show up to watch the fight, the judge made a snarky comment like, Is this really worth fighting over? And opposing counsel didn't have anything to say to that. What I love here is not only were they agreeing to fight, but everything was actually done all by the book to make sure it was all good. Our next story is, Mess with the Volunteers? Ready for the comeuppance. This is not my story, this is my mate's story. Let's call him by his nickname, Yuyud. Key players, Yuyud, petty, friendly, calm, helpful, willing to help anyone in need, respected by the staff and volunteers alike. The designated toxic handler, volunteer leader, boss Asu, smug, hates volunteers, degrading and hostile towards volunteers, blames the volunteers for everything that goes wrong. Important information, the hospital is powered by volunteers because it's a non-profit. Without them, the operation power goes cut by half. Story, it was 2020 and the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in Indonesia. Yuyud was a volunteer at a local hospital and he was respected by the staff and volunteers alike for his friendly demeanor, calm temperament, and willingness to help anyone in need. He was also the designated toxic handler. The person everyone went to when they needed to rant about something, no matter how small. One day, a new supervisor named Boss Asu arrived at the hospital. He was from a different province and he hated volunteers with a passion. As soon as he arrived, he began degrading the volunteers and chewing them out for even the smallest infractions, such as wearing t-shirts and jeans instead of the regulation uniforms, even though the volunteers' uniform only was a red vest with their logo on it. Yuyud and the other volunteers were furious and confused. They didn't understand why boss Asu was so hostile towards them. They were the ones doing all the hard work, keeping the hospital running smoothly. 
One day, Boss Asu saw Yu Yud working on a broken computer in the staff office. He flew into a rage and yelled at Yu Yud, Who let you up here? Get outside and do your volunteer stuff. Yu Yud was furious. He went to the break room and told the other volunteers what had happened. Everyone was outraged. In the next week, seven of the 13 volunteers quit. Malicious compliance. The remaining volunteers stopped doing all the extra things they had been doing, such as bringing lunch for the staff and checking the fleet of vehicles regularly. They also refused to fix any problems that weren't specifically listed in their job descriptions. Even the paperwork was only done halfway because the job description stated that the EMS need to fill the later half, making work a lot longer to be done. When the hospital manager noticed that the volunteers were gone and expenses were up, he called an emergency meeting. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Boss Asu blamed the volunteers and Yu Yud, but Yu Yud had a surprise for him. He had a recording of Boss Asu yelling at the volunteers and mocking them. Remember, Toxic Handler? Yeah, he uses his influence to secure the recording. The fallout? The manager was furious. He confronted Boss Asu, who tried to deny everything, but the video evidence was undeniable. The manager demoted Boss Asu to staff and destroyed his reputation. His reputation is ruined, and he can't be promoted to a more higher position. If he quits, there will be a paper trail about his discrimination. So let me get this straight. Is OP saying they can't quit or else there's going to be this paper trail? But if they stay there, they're obviously not going to be able to move up the food chain. I guess unless this guy can bank on his credentials to land an upward position elsewhere, despite the reputation ruined, this guy's just stuck. Not that he didn't deserve it though. Our next story is, you should have better worded your threat, because I saw it as an opportunity. Some years ago, I was 25 year old male and broke up with my 24 year old female girlfriend. She had cheated on me after seven years together, and where we lived, we had a one-month notice to leave our apartment. In order to not pay two rents, I had to wait until the end of the notice before moving out. In the end, she kept the apartment with a new roommate, but we still had to pass the landlord's inspection to get our security deposit back. I moved out something like five days before the inspection date, and living with someone you dumped for almost a month can be hard. She was either trying to convince me to stay with her, either trying to make my life miserable because I dumped her. As you can guess, when I moved out, I wasn't thrilled to know that I'll have to come back some days later to refill holes, repair some stuff, and clean the apartment with her before the inspection, but hey, I'll do it. So, just before leaving, sitting in my car, about to start the engine, she tells me, You'd better really help me for the cleanup. You either clean really good or I keep the security deposit. Maybe a bit of context was lost in translation because this discussion wasn't in English? The way she worded it could either mean a threat or a choice. The tone and context sure enough clarified that it wasn't supposed to be a choice. Some things to know. I sure don't love doing chores, but cleaning isn't an issue for me. For her, most of it isn't either, but in the seven years we were together... She never cleaned the toilets or the bathtub drain. 
Siphon? Because it disgusted her, so I did it and she did other stuff to compensate. Money-wise, I was a working IT engineer and she was a student, so the security deposit, around 300 to 400 euros each, may be huge for her, but I didn't care that much. So I simply replied, okay. She looked at me a bit confused, not understanding my answer. I said, okay, keep the deposit and do it all by yourself. I didn't wait for an answer, drove off, and when I arrived, I messaged the landlord with my ex in CC, telling them to send the full deposit to my ex and none to me, and I never set foot in this apartment again. Hey, I get being grossed out by cleaning the drains or cleaning the toilet, but that's where you go and just buy one of those almost full-armed yellow latex gloves and you just get over the mental hurdle because anything you're touching is just going to be gloved anyways. This next story is, housemates tell me to watch TV in my room, no problem. I read another story on here which inspired me to write this, but mine is nowhere near as interesting unfortunately. During my first year of university, I shared a house with one other girl and three boys. The other girl kept to herself mainly, I was the only one who had a job, and therefore that really bought anything with me other than clothes and a laptop. I decided to be nice and put my TV, quite a decent sized one I'd saved up for a while, in the front room, so everybody could watch it as I could always just use my laptop when I was in my bedroom. One of the boys brought a PlayStation with him and connected it to the TV, which I had absolutely no problem with. For the first couple of months, everything was fine and they shared using the TV really well. I would generally watch an hour or two, the days I wasn't working, and they used it most of the other time. After a while, every time I wanted to watch a program, I used to get, there are three of us and one of you, just go and watch it in your bedroom so we can play FIFA. For a lot of programs, I have no problem watching it on my laptop, but there are certain things that are really better to watch on the real TV, and I did point out politely that the television did belong to me and I was only wanting it for an hour. I would also give them plenty of notice when I wanted to watch a program. Eventually, I just had enough and snapped. I came down to watch something after I told them the previous day I wanted to watch it, and they told me to go and watch it in my bedroom. So I did exactly that. I unplugged the TV from the wall and disconnected their PlayStation and carried it up to my bedroom. I set it up just in time to watch my program, which I had to turn up extra loud to drown out their moaning and banging on my door. The only annoying thing is the next day, one of them had called the bank of mummy and daddy who apparently agreed with them that I was awful and had ordered a new TV for them. So they only really went without for a week or so until it arrived. It was a bit smaller too. I was almost going to say if this happened nowadays, it wouldn't be too surprising just because the price of TVs have really gone down. I remember even a few years ago when you wanted to get a TV, especially one that was like 4K or a certain kind of smart TV, it felt like a pretty premium price. These days you can get a 50 to 60 inch 4K TV for three to $400. Sometimes I'll see a deal pop up and I'm like, is there anywhere else in my house I could put a TV? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.